Hey, listen to Capenna Cookout Podcast, episode 185. I'm Brando. I'm here with Ryan. And today we're going to continue the arc of the good vibes by stealing even more girls. Now hit our theme song! Hey, Ryan. We're back for yet another whirlwind adventure. How you doing? Good. What's going down? Whole tons going down. We got another listener submitted list that I think everybody's going to have a really good time with. We got... An update on the happenings and the goings-on on the Earth right now. we got a couple of people we want to send some shout-outs to, but before we do any of that, we got to thank our official sponsors, face-to-facegames.com. They're Canada's biggest magic store. Ooh, very much so. On the pre-show yesterday, you talked about your order of a foil football crater? Foil football crater. I am getting my courage together to spend all the monies on the foil Godzilla extravaganza. Now, I have some of them if you want to trade for them. No. Because I, I got them. Yeah, probably. I, I You know what? I, I've I've just browsed, like, Ikoria singles to see, but I haven't, like, specifically filtered to foil showcase oh. Godzillas to, like, find out. Oh, dude, I did. I know that there's some that are... Fucking lots. I don't think any are triple digits anymore, are they? Um, I think one of them is. I think uh, the three-headed dragon. One oh yeah, is, yeah, G- Ghidorah. Yeah, I think he's he's up there, but I think he's the only one now. You might be right. Uh, is Ghidorah a, a a Dragon Ball character, or is that? <laughs> no, he's he's the Godzilla. He's, Godzilla. he's like the Godzilla villain. He's like the returning. Like he's a three-headed dragon that just beats wholesale ass. He was the villain in King of the Monsters, which was the second Godzilla movie that came out. Like modern Godzilla movie, oh, yeah, the air quotes second, yeah, the second <laughs> one, but the of the modern ones with like stumpy no net Godzilla, yeah, it was I don't know the fight was pretty good, what? yeah, Godzilla purists don't like it, but what do Godzilla was... purists like? I feel like they're like you and wrestling, you love it, but you hate everything that is it. <laughs> <laughs> they like the uh, they like the rubber suit guy that like stomps through the buildings, with like the cheesy kind of corn and. And, and the camp, I think. I feel, yeah, I feel like old school Godzilla, like rubber suit Godzilla is just like a, a mockery and a satire of what actual good Godzilla is. <laughs> but it's like people like to watch that. It's like watching, it's like getting your news from The Simpsons <laughs> versus yeah. getting yeah. your news from a news channel. It kind of is, hey? Uh, and, and those movies are super fun. But I think that the, the, the newer ones get kind of a bad rap, although the lack of Godzilla in the first one is is real oh yeah yeah because he was barely in it and like there's this tease where right before he's about to like fight this dude and do the roar they just close these big doors and you don't get to see it <laughs> like they literally blinder you from they seeing like, what you sat down like, for it's it's easier to pay these extras to close these doors rather than animate an entire fight scene with two gigantic super villain cgi monsters right <laughs> and you'd think it'd be way easier to do the villain fight because it's just like making a video game I would think. I don't know. It's like a video game cutscene that you put a rain filter in front of. It's fine. Just do it. I guess yeah. Rain filters probably, probably everyone's best friend, right? Yeah, helps yeah, smooth yeah, out yeah. the helps it's smooth like out color, the edges a little it's bit. It's like color grading or Photoshop or exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just just fuzzes it up. Like yeah. when you got when you're shooting on shittio because your cameras suck, you add like a blur filter to make everything look <laughs> yeah, kind of yeah, dreamy, yeah, but, yeah, but yeah. you can't tell you're shooting on such a shitty camera. Yeah, well, we don't know anything about that. No, <laughs> I don't know anything about any of that. <laughs> oh, that's great. I don't want to drag you down, okay. but we do have to... We, we cannot be silent on this issue. And we were talking before the show about all of the the stuff that we've been seeing, and it's the arc of, on on the news. Right. It's the arc of good vibes, but it's not only good vibes. Yeah, there's some there's some bad out there right now, man. And we can't ignore it. And part of the good vibes is making sure that we're spreading positivity and making our platform a a one that is inclusive. Yeah, we're welcoming. We're inclusive. We want people to be able to come here and know that you are welcome and we do value you um to the people in the it, down south right now who are involved in the protests in the movement uh i just want to let you know from a media guy standpoint and i i don't know if a lot of people have said this but this is incredibly important just keep going keep pushing positive change will come from this if we all just stay on message with it you know like if you wake up every morning or you go to before you go to bed and you're protesting and you're out in the streets and you're fighting for change just make sure that your message is what's 
in the forefront because the people in the the big news organizations, like the one I work for, the ones that decide what gets reported on, they're looking for the burning buildings and the violence and all that stuff because there are people out there who are against what's going on and they're looking to change the channel. And if you don't give anybody to change anything to change the channel too, and you just stay focused on the change that you want that needs to come, that needs to happen, there will come a point where people can't ignore it anymore. And as long as we stay on that message, we're going to get through this and we're going to come out the other side a better people. So I, I dig it. Yeah, I think just stay out there, keep fighting the good fight, and we're all going to come out this, we're all going to come out the other side of all of this stuff of 2020. Maybe this is the year we all need it. Maybe. Maybe it is. Maybe we're all going to learn something about ourselves and about each other, and it'll all be worth it. At you the know end. what? I, I do like that, and I don't want to trivialize anything, but throughout the arc of good vibes that we started, like, what, back in February when we yeah. when we said, you know what, we're, we're going to do positive stuff because everybody's feeling down due to quarantine and pandemic and blah, blah, blah. I feel as though our Discord community, our Twitter community, hanging out and webcamming with other members of CCO Nation, through adversity, we have all become closer and a better community. Yeah. And, and we are only a very small subsection, and I know that we were all on the same page about most things and tight-knit friends before, but now it seems like through adversity, it's all made us better people. Yeah, and, and, and if you're a little corner, if you're a little pot of people, the people that are around you, if they can change and come together and become better people, if enough pods of people do that, eventually it'll become big and we'll all just come together. Yeah, yeah, like uh, right now we are the ants floating down the river, right? And we're all drowning. Yeah. But as we start to come together, link hands and, and become one big community, we start to make one of those little ant rafts that floats down the river. Hell yeah. Eventually we will make an ant raft that's big enough to transverse the entire river and we can safely reach the shore. I just thought of that. That was great. I just thought of it. I like that. There it is. Yeah, there there we go. That's it. Do you have any other good vibes for the week? It's Command Fest online today. We're it gonna, is. We're going to try and jam some games yeah. after some video shooting. Yeah, I never could figure out how spell table worked, but lots of people on the Discord in CCO Nation have reached out and said, yo, I don't think they're going to be able to handle the bandwidth anyway. <laughs> So let's just jam some games. So you might see us or have seen us because you're going to be hearing this after it's over. Yeah. Uh, On Saturday, we'll be out trying to jam some games, play some magic with everybody. Hopefully, if you were involved in it, you got it to work just fine. You had a great time. Yes, I am going to get onto Spell Table and use my phone as a camera. Uh, I figured out how to do that. Spell Table has contacted me personally on Twitter (laughs) saying we're working on audio issues uh, lots of people have tried to help. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. I've taken into account all of your suggestions and uh, they're all for naught. But <laughs> Spelltable did tell me to use a third-party audio client like Zoom or Whereby or Google Hangouts or whatever to manage the audio. So as long as you have access to any of those through browsers or apps on your computer, you can just pick one that works for the pod that you're in. So if nothing else works and or their bandwidth is shit and or my internet is shit, which is probably the actual limiting factor, <laughs> the, um, uh, the I'm sure the CCO Dude Bros or somebody in the Discord will be up to jam games tonight. Yeah, we'll be around. We'll, w- CCO Nation will be present. That's it. Even, even if the king and the president can't be there, you're, you, you guys are all going to be out there, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, I'm going to find ways to jump into games where I know people are playing and just smack talk Max <laughs> Crandell. <laughs> Even he's not even in the Yeah, it doesn't game, even right? matter if he's in. You ever heard of Max Crandell? No, well, let me tell you about this fucking guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, that's a good vibe. Anytime you can shit on Max Crandell, oh, hell yeah, yeah dude. Max Crandell. Oh. I love that guy. He's fine. He's totally fine, yeah. yeah. I changed my mind already. Yeah, he told me he'd send me gear on Borderlands 3. Never did. He's a liar. Ooh. Yeah. That is the ultimate, ultimate disgrace. The betrayal, right? I know. Like, if you can't send your friend a Gatling gun made of other smaller Gatling guns that shoots smaller Gatling guns, what's Who, the, why what's are you even friends? Yeah. <sighs> Out of the nation. Give me a break. Should we Should we talk about some magic? What? Oh, we gotta do some patron shoutouts. No, let's not talk about magic. Let's talk, should, we, should we read the commander? 
Oh, yeah. This... People are probably just listening to see if they win, and then they're going to peace out. Okay. Well, I'm okay. glad that they stayed G- for the... Give the... her a read. Okay. We're doing Yazova Dragonclaw. There it is. Never done her before. Is she sister of Serac Dragonclaw? She's the alternate timeline one with whatever... I don't know. <laughs> That's some Terminator shit. Okay. Yes. So, she is a 4-2 for green 2 human warrior with trample at the beginning of your turn. You may pay... Is it hybrid? Is it hybrid two? If you do gain control of a target creature an opponent controls with power less than Yazova's power until end of turn, untap that creature. It gains haste until end of turn. So she's green with is it? So in her text box, so she's teamer in total. Yeah. When you add all of those things, that's yes. what grade two in total problem solving math has taught me. <laughs> that she is teamer and she threatens people that are smaller than her. So she's a bully. Yes. Oh. Well, maybe because. I, you know what I think she does? She a little bit sends a mixed message. She's a tease because she'll threaten you, which you would think is going to be a negative thing. But then she lifts you up onto this platform and you smash your opponent's face with their own creature. And then you sacrifice the creature. So it's like, oh, maybe she is a bully. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. No, maybe this is another uh, Lucas situation where is Yazova the lady or is it the cat? Like maybe I, there's, it's, it's the lady. Maybe there's been tiger characters this whole time. And just nobody put it together because the artist just didn't center the picture properly. Oh yeah, or the, or Wizards of the Coast cropped it incorrectly. <laughs> yeah, like we don't we don't know. I'm still convinced that Luke is the cat, and nobody's ever going to convince me that he's not. No, well, let us know on Twitter at CCO Brando at CCO Podcast. Yeah. I'm sure that I'm right as per usual, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, let us know. Sure. Now we can talk about other things. Sure. Well, couple things. First and foremost, big thank you to all the patrons. Patreon.com slash CCO podcast. One of the benefits is your CCO Nation nickname. Yeah. First shout out, thank you, FU nickname, Drake Smith. Longtime Thursday auction supporter, friend of FU Lenny and Steven. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I traded with him. I did a three-way trade with don't don't Google that with him and Chris Von Doom, where I traded him for his luminous brood moth so I can send it to Chris Von Doom. Oh yeah. Which I feel kind of bad about because the mail is so goddamn slow. Oh yeah. That I'm still waiting for it to come to the house and then I still have to mail it to Chris <laughs> Von Doom. <laughs> oh, but if I can find one in the meantime, I'll just buy it and send it to him. But we're we're still working on it. Yeah, you know what, Drake Smith, big shout out. I kind of he's got it. He's got a nickname already on the Discord, which is cool. What is it? It's like the Drakeness or something. The Drakeness. That sounds like something he gave himself. It is, but you know what? I kind of want to just keep thinking of him as pseudo celebrity Drake. Maybe primordial ooze molded with somebody like Will Smith. I want to call him D Drake. D-Rake? D-Rake. That sounds like a wrestler. Yeah, and he is, so... Sure, yeah, D-Rake, a wrestler, or Primordial Ooze, Drake, Will Smith? Either will work. Either will work. Pick your poison, my friend, Big F-U. Why does any... What does anybody... He, he even knows people who have the nicknames. Why does he want these? <laughs> what is happening? Next shout-out. Ooh. Ruben Grayson. 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 Huh. Something about being a sandwich... Like Reuben? Like a Reuben sandwich? Yes. Reuben Graham? Yeah. yeah. Do it, not Google Graham. No. no. Is there is ham on a Reuben sandwich? I don't know what's in a Reuben sandwich. We're going to pretend it is. I'm going to just think of gray ham. Just don't Google it. Oh. Reuben Graham. Reuben Graham. Like big, it. Big shout out. Big F you. Welcome. Last one, Riley Kruger, returning patron. He His job is, is cyclical, I think, it, it seems, because whenever he's off, he ends his patronage. <laughs> whenever he's working again, he re-patrons. And we appreciate it every Very time. much so. And it should, we should note that he is of the Australian persuasion. Oh, good eye. Yeah, uh, good eye. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's, he's, he's Riley. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Regardless, he's from Australia, the the land down under. I don't know if people still say that or not, but um, CCO Nation, uh, all over the world. I saw a video of a guy in Australia yesterday. Taylor showed it to me. He's the guy across the glass. Nobody can see him, but he's there. Ah. And it was this fucking super jacked kangaroo, which I think is just a regular kangaroo that was big. Yes. And it had a dog in a fucking headlock. 
Was he feeding them knuckle sandwiches? Maybe. I think he might have been. But then the owner of the dog walks into frame. Oh, and he punches And he punched the kangaroo right in the face. Yeah, that guy was like, people were lobbying to get that guy charged with animal cruelty. He was beating his dog, man. That kangaroo was coming down on that man's dog. Yes. And he only punched him once. It's not like he hit him with like a lead pipe. Uh, Yeah. Wrapped in a CCO play mat with a pube in it. (laughs) Right? Like that kangaroo was big. And that was a big ass kangaroo too. Yep. And he was he was he was ready, boy. He was like, You wanna go? Yeah, he puts his hands up. Oh, you wanna go? He put up his dukes and shit. I was like, what the hell am I about to watch? And buddy just You know what would be a good fight, I betcha? A Canada goose with babies versus a big jacked mother ass kangaroo. Who would win? Oh. I don't know. I'm don't hoping know. the kangaroo because I hate geese. But it probably wouldn't. It'd be a good fight. Well, let us know on Twitter. Yeah. Who do you, maybe we'll do a poll. Yeah, we'll do the Twitter. There's the Twitter poll of the week. Canada Goose versus <laughs> Kangaroo. Who would win? Oh, man. That's oh, it. Fucking hell. That's it. The Goose would probably fight dirty, though. We'd have a little little shiv hidden in his oh, feathers yeah. or some shit. Sharpened-ass toothbrush strapped to his leg yeah, or something. Yeah, no, he'd, he'd stomp his foot and a little knife would come out the end of his foot. Yeah. Like the Joker, and he kicks Batman in the... Yeah. Yeah. yeah scumbag Geese, man. scum. Fuck. I saw him... They were, like, circling vultures outside the building yesterday. Oh well, they they circle before they land. It's a it's a it's a a migratory bird thing that they oh, do. I hate geese. They just circle around so they can tie each other into a knot and fall into the ocean. <laughs> Piece, Should we do a deck? Pieces of crap. Yes, let's do the deck. We said at the beginning of the show, uh, Yazova Dragon Claw. We talked about it a minute ago, and we're gonna steal more girls, which is a throwback to our buddy Fu Aiden's deck. Yeah, episode one sixty six of Commander Cookout, where it was Zancha. Uh, steal your girl, but essentially you give Zancha away, but then you threaten her back so you can get her back. And whoever your opponent decided to attack has, you know, the five commander damage marked on them already. We steal back Zancha with Aiden's deck and attack the same player. So they get like quadruple grounded and pounded every round <laughs> of the table, right? Or triple grounded and pounded, I guess, from Ooh. three different players all getting control of Zancha. I like it. So... This deck aims to do something similar in that this, the commander, steals somebody's creature. And if they're bigger, we've got pump spells for Yazova so she can steal the now smaller than her creature. And then we pound our opponent with it. Yes. After I, after we, of course, pump it further. Our boy Chun Chun Chun, which I can only assume is the sound of a Final Fantasy VI Magitech armor walking. That's the sound it makes. Chun, chun, chun. That's the sound I imagine. He told us it was like an Oppo Voltron deck where you use somebody else's general, turn it into a Voltron, and just wreck their face with it. That's right. And this is from Connor Burridge. That's right. And this is from Connor Burridge. He sent the list in a little while ago as part of a, a good vibe submission. And I think that it's not going to disappoint because anytime that you can sneak out a win or or do something that is so atypical it's mostly funny <laughs> and his name is condor bird ridge yes excellent it's a good name it was it was handy that his parents were like what's his name after a bird since his bird in his last name yeah that's excellent like harvey birdman like that's just that's just good shit all right where should we start ryan well we've got custom categories so always a a, a welcoming addition to anybody's deck list they send by the way yeah i was telling you before the show that i was reading this list and i was really tired and i got to the very last custom category and because everything's kind of munched together by what they do i was like there's only one creature in this whole deck (laughs) which is very untrue yeah which is definitely not right at all so i had to go back and go through everything again and yeah, just don't read lists when you're tired, kids. Yeah, well, you know what? Here, let's start with the threatens because I think I've said that word a couple times and we can clump these. They all do a similar thing. And when we say threaten, what we mean is gain control of a creature. Untap it, it gains haste. And then usually either give it back or sacrifice it at end of turn. Sometimes they come by way of, you know, also give it trample or also give it plus one, plus one or plus two, plus oh, some iteration of that. So there's nine of them. Give them a read real quick. All right. We got Captivating Crew, Claim the Firstborn, Dominus of Fealty, Grab the Reins, Insurrection, Mob Rule, Reins of Power, Word of Seizing, and Zealous Conscripts. Yes. So of note, some of them can, you know, some of them are repeatable, like the Captivating Crew is an activated ability where that happens. Some of them are on creatures like Zealous Conscripts that we could maybe 
like bounce and replay. Some and, of them just win you the game like Insurrection. Yeah, like some of them are just very high-powered cards. And I like that because this is a teamer deck, or at least a deck that includes blue, we can do Dominus of Fealty and Reigns of Power. Hell yeah, Dominus of Fealty is a cool card. It steals any permanent, not just a creature. It steals anything. That is a that is a cool card. Yes. I don't know why we're not playing um, Ray of Command. I'm and, not sure why we're not playing Blatant Thievery. Oh, yeah. Because Blatant Thievery is a fucking good card. Yeah, there's too. there's some definitely some good threatens. Like, just you can you can do a custom search on Scryfall of whatever language the actual card threaten has, and you can find other threaten effects. There's mm -hmm. ones like for Phyrexian mana. There's ones that are like Overtaker from Masks. It's a spell shaper that lets you gain control of a creature. Right. Right. So there's stuff like that. But I just wanted to mention the Threatens. They are the crooks of the deck. The commander also threatens for three mana, but you have to take a small thing unless Yazova's pumped. Yeah, unless she's she's giant. So that's what we want to do. We want to steal other people's creatures. We can also do that by controlling their minds. Oh, good one. Yeah, the mind control section. This is the same thing except like we keep them, right? Yes. So give those a read. Uh, we got Agent of Treachery, Mass Manipulation, Royal Elemental, Role Reversal, and Will Breaker. So those are things that let us gain control of creatures or permanents our opponents control via enchantment yeah. or gain control till we lose will like until will breaker dies or yeah. whatever will breaker is a card that i've actually been wanting to run for a long time but when i look at the things that i'll, I'll read it real fast it's a two three human wizard for blue blue three whenever a creature an opponent controls becomes a target of a spell or ability you control gain control of that creature for as long as you control will breaker and i just find that most of the instants and sorceries that i'm running are fucking killing the creature so it doesn't Oh yeah, works I get so you, much yeah. for me. You know what I'm saying? But I like Willbreaker as a card. I really do. And with the threatens, it's just neat because it does what you want it to do. Oh, and it but goes for longer. It goes perfect in this deck. You land your Willbreaker, and then you cast like a pump spell on your opponent's creature, and then you just get it. Yeah, and then it's bigger, and you get it. Yeah, and you don't have to give it back until Willbreaker dies. Yeah, it's a it's a cool card. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I, I do like that. That's a good fit in the deck. So. Before we get to like the the ramp and the card draw and all the regular ass shit that like all decks play, let's see where do you want to go? Pump spells or let's do pump spells. Let's do pump spells. Yeah, let's let's do some pump and some dump. Well, the dump is going to come after the pump actually. <laughs> You'll see what we mean. All right, so we got from the bottom going up, we got Teamer Battle Rage. That is an instant for red one. Target creature gains double strike until end of turn and if you have Ferocious, that is a creature with power four or greater. That creature also gains trample until end of turn. Double strike and trample is so awesome. Yes. Oh, it's so good. All right, we got Rancor. It's an enchantment. Green, plus two, plus oh, trample. If Rancor dies, you return it to your hand. Invigorate. That is a plus four, plus four for three mana, but you can have an opponent gain three life instead of paying its mana cost. If you have a forest, which you probably will. Yeah, we, we got lots of forests. Hero's Blade, I like this one in this. Yeah, when a legendary creature enters the battlefield, you can equip this automatically to it. It gives plus three, plus two, equips for four regularly, but we'll just equip it to Yazova for free, right? Man, then she's going to steal virtually everything. Yeah, it comes down that. on two on two mana. Yazova comes down on three, it auto-equips, and then the next turn we can go, we can use her threaten ability, and we can just steal, she would have seven power at that point, right? Yeah. So we so. could steal whatever we want, probably on turn four. And hit somebody for seven. Yeah. You could steal their blocker out of the way and crack them for a whole bunch. Uh, grafted Wargear. Oh baby, this is a, this is a Ryan classic. <laughs> I love this card. This is a three-drop equipment, equips for zero. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, now we're now we're talking. Equipped creature gets plus three plus two, but if grafted war gear becomes unequipped, you have to sacrifice the creature. It's fine. Which is fine. Yeah, you know what's funny is if this is just sitting around, we could threaten something. This could be in the dump category as well, <laughs> where we could threaten something, use it to beat face, and then unequip this, equip it to something else, and sacrifice the thing that we stole from our opponent so they don't actually get it back. Suckers. Yeah, fucking suckers. All right, we got a Forgotten Ancient. Whenever a player casts a spell, you get this gets a plus one, plus one counter. Any player, any spell. And at the beginning of your upkeep, you can move any number of counters from Forgotten Ancient 
onto other creatures. So you just move them around. Forgotten Ancient is cool. That's a cool card. Onto other creatures. Yeah, I had to read it again. I was like, onto one creature? No. Any creature. Yep, just move them around. Cool. Super good. Also, you can use that to steal all your opponent's guys with the Willbreaker. Oh, is it ability? Yeah. Spell or ability. It's so Forgotten Ancient. Secret House. Oh, it doesn't target, though. Oh. It doesn't target. Oh, oh yeah, there bull we go. Crap. Yeah, it's just onto oh. other creatures, not onto other targets. Ooh, it gets through Shroud. <laughs> Ooh, neat. Fatal Frenzy. Until end of turn, you double a creature's power, and at end of turn, you sacrifice it. Also gains Trample. Yeah. Uh, Berserk. Double creature's power at end of turn, it, it gets destroyed. So if it's indestructible, it's Yes, of note, Berserk <laughs> is just a little bit different. It does have to be cast during combat, so you can't like do really any super tricksy stuff. Was it only before the combat damage steps? Does it just mean any time up until you do combat damage? Oh, can you cast it like during main phase one? I think so. That I mean, based on the wording. Oh I would yes, say, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Th- th- sorry, that's what I was. That's what I was thinking of. Or it's like, oh, you block here. I'm gonna berserk here. Yeah. Right. And I suppose you can still do that because y- yeah, if do during declare blockers. Yeah, like if you wanted to use damage. your combat trick and then tell everybody what you're doing. Unless like we're totally reading like. Like that's the newest printing of Berserk, but it might have received a rata. I don't know. Berserk's good. It goes in the deck. Yeah, it's an excellent. And card. you can actually cast it on your opponent's creatures to have them die. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is, which is a cool double use. Uh, also, we have become immense. Oh yeah, I became immense when I saw the Godzilla <laughs> cards for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> this is a plus six, plus six, woo-hoo! woo for six, but f that because it has delve. Ooh. You just exile cards from your graveyard until this costs green. I like it. Yeah, are we playing fetch lands with that? No. I hate to be the guy that says, "Oh, you got to run fetch lands," but that card becomes a lot better in a three color deck because you can run. Can you run all, like, every single fetch land? Uh, no, it'd be is it nine. Nine you can run? Well, we got Fabled Passage, and we've got Prismatic Vista, too. So yeah. that card gets better when we're running things that just go to our graveyard because we're playing Magic. Yeah. Yeah, but that's Delve, though. Yeah, that's <laughs> just how that's how Delve works, yo. Yeah. Okay, so that's the pump section. Do we want to go to the, the dump section? Sure. Which, which dump section? There's two. There's the intermittent dump, and then there's the permanent in for the long haul dump. Oh, that's like it's like when you dump your girl, but then you get back together just like to see if you can work now that you're more mature. No, it's like taking a shit like right before you go into the office, or the one that you take after you've been to the all you can eat fried chicken buffet. And you for just, lunch, and then you come back and shit on company time. And then you just turn the TV so that you can see it from the bathroom door, and you just kind of lean off the toilet a little bit because you know you're going to be, you know what's going on, you know you're going to be there for a while. Yes. Yeah. You must not be watching any live streaming service that you can pause. Then you got to let uh, Kyla like go grocery shopping or just get her to leave the house for a little while because you know it's going to be horrible. Oh yeah. And you don't want to be the guy and, that and exposes you know your loved ones to that. <laughs> you're going to be famished by the time that it's over. Not because, <laughs> not because. Well, I guess for two reasons. One, you're nutrient deplenished because you've been... Dumping? Yeah, wrung out. (laughs) But also the length of time it took. (laughs) It's just like I'm hungry now because I haven't eaten in hours. (laughs) So where should we start? Well, how about... um, You know what? The actual custom category has a name that's almost as funny. It's called one-shot sack. And repeatable sack. (laughs) It's like speed bag sack and just power sack. You know what we should not Google? One-shot sack. Yes, correct. Let's do the one-shot sacks first. These are actually good cards that go into lots of decks, too. All these cards are really cool. I like this. How about Profaner of the Dead? This actually sees play in some Animar lists, actually. Yeah, it's a 3-3 for 4, blue 3, Naga Wizard, so Brando's trigged. Yep. Exploit. So when it ETBs, you sacrifice a creature. It could be itself. When Purveyor of the Dead exploits a creature, return to their owner's hand all creatures your opponents control with toughness less than the exploited creature's toughness. Ooh, mm-hmm. so you, you you threaten their big like their wall of ice because you're playing somebody who's new and they don't understand how Commander works yet. Yes. They don't know the not to play wall of ice, and then you sack it with Purveyor of the Dead, bounce all their shit. Yes, that Hell could yeah. that could work. Or if we just have some big thing, yeah, just yeah. some monstrosity. We yeah. got a. 
Another thing we could sack a monstrosity to is momentous fall. Instant for four additional cost, you sacrifice creature. Yep. Draw cards equal to the sacked creature's power, then gain life equal to its toughness. It's a good card. Yeah. And remember, we're stealing opponent's creatures and then sacking them to these effects or yes. to these cards. Uh, life's legacy is next. That's the same thing. Additional cost, sack a creature, sorcery for two. Draw cards equal to the sacrifice creature's power. So no life gain, but half as much mana. I like I like the picture better too. It's got a little yeah. Like a... Both both cards see play in commander. It's good 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 good. good, good. Yeah. How about ghostly flicker? Exile two creatures, lands or whatever artifacts, and then you return them to the battlefield under your control. You will remember from a couple weeks ago when we stole creatures, and then ghostly flickered them. They come back into our control forever. Yeah. That's why this is here. Dig it. It's a one time effect though. Fling. Fling. You just sacrifice a creature and it like smashes into somebody's head. It burns the shit out of something. And Eldritch Evolution. Additional cost, sack a creature. You know what's funny with all these is if they get countered, sacrificing the creature is part of the cost. So it's accomplishing what we want to do anyways. Yeah. Yeah, okay. And if it resolves, it's just a bonus. Yeah. So with this one, you sack a creature, search your library for a creature card with converted mana cost X or less, where X is two plus the sacrifice creature's mana cost. Yeah, and then you put that shit into the thing, and you exile Eldritch you, Evolution. You put you put it into onto the battlefield. Yeah, that shit comes into play. So you you sacrifice a sorry you you threaten a four drop. Sure. And then you sacrifice it with Eldritch Evolution. You can go and find a six drop. Yeah, you get your Royal Elemental, and then play a land and steal a thing. Yes, and what's particularly good about Eldritch Evolution is it's X or less. Yeah. X plus two or less. So if you, same example, you threaten a four drop and then you can sacrifice to find a six, five, four, three, two, one, or zero drop. Yeah. Yeah. That's why that card is good in Animar too. Three mana to find your walking ballista off of sacrificing literally anything in the deck. Dig it. Yeah. All right. Repeatable sack. Speed bag sack. We got Thassa Deep Dwelling. Ooh. There's lots of deep and sack and bag and... Yeah, but we're not going to Google any of that, and we're just going to tell you what Thassa Deep Dwelling does. This is the new Thassa, 6-5. Got to have devotion to blue of 5, indestructible. At the beginning of your end step, exile one thing, and then you get it back under your control, right? Just threaten a thing, keep it forever. Yes. It also has the not negligible ability of blue 3, tap another target creature. Yeah, they just snuck that on there. It's yeah. like... Yeah. Like, I play that in, in a deck on shitty arena, which I have a story about for later. Um, and the number of times that that has saved my ass yeah. is not negligible. That's very good. It's a it's a good card. Because she doesn't have to tap, hey? Yeah. You, and can you, just, can, you can just dump mana into it yeah, at the end of their just, turn. Yeah, just sink mana into it to get their blockers out of the way or stop them from attacking you. It's a really good card. Yeah, it's like, oh, um, you didn't kill my guy, so I don't have to waste my mana on fling. I'm just going to tap everything so I can get another combat in on you on my turn, and then I'll fling to kill you. How about Synod Sanctum? Synod Sanctum. I never think that that's what that card is named, but it's a one-drop artifact. Pay two, tap it, exile target permanent you control. Okay. We can pay two, sacrifice Synod Sanctum, return all cards exiled with Synod Sanctum to the battlefield under your control. Cool. Yeah, so that's the same thing. It's like just slow sacrifice this thing or exile this thing even if we don't own it it's still get exiled and then we get it back yeah it's a good insurance policy too you can get, i mean you can't really get rid of commanders with it but you can get rid of big beaters and stuff and if you're worried about a wrath you can save that for a little while yeah you and know rebuild what build quickly you know what i like about that you can just have that and if nothing else is exiled under it fine if somebody wraths you can pay two and tap it to exile the permanent you want to keep the permanent anything yeah right and then you can pay another two and sacrifice it only one ability has to, like, requires it to tap. Yeah, it, it's a cool card. Yeah. Un underplayed, underappreciated. A Scourge of Scola Vale. Has anybody ever played this card? <laughs> Never in the history of the world. Well, it's a Hydra, so maybe one person ever. I had a Hydra tribal deck. I didn't play it. This is a 0-0 zero, zero for three. Sounds terrible. It does. It's got trample. Even worse. Even worse, because it's got zero fucking power. <laughs> you thought one ones with trample were bad. <laughs> Anyways, whatever this card is named, enters the battlefield with two plus one plus one counters so on it. So it's a two two trampler for three? Okay. This card sucks. You can tap it, sacrifice another creature. There it is. There we go. There we go. Okay. Put a number of plus one counters on Scourge of Skull Avail 
equal to the sacrifice creature's toughness. Oh, oh okay. there it is. All right. All right We're going to pump and dump. We're going to pump, 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 and then dump, dump, dump. Yes. It taps to do that, though. What the hell? Don't ask. Well, it's got to eat, so it's it's got to digest. Oh, that's, that's yes. That's why it taps. I understand. I love the art on Proteus Staff. Proteus Staff, another CEDH. I'm not going to call it a staple, but here we are. Here, we're, 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 do, we're having this conversation. Yeah. This is a three-drop artifact that has blue two tap. Put target creature card on the bottom of its owner's library. That creature's controller reveals cards from the top of their library until they reveal a creature card. Put that card onto the battlefield. The rest on the bottom of the library in random order. Play this ability the only time you can play a sorcery. You steal their thing, hit them with it, tuck it on the bottom of their deck, and then you get a creature for free. Yeah, because you're the controller. Yeah. Yes, I thought it was going to say that creature's owner, but no, that no. creature's controller. No, it's you. So that's a cool card. It's a like cool art. It's a cool card. I'm I'm a fan. Yes. Oh, and you know what? For the record, we should just say Proteus Staff 2. If we control our opponent's creature and we go to put it on the bottom of our library, the game c- kind of checks that for you and is like, uh, anytime you're putting a card that you don't own into your library, it actually goes into your opponent's library, wherever it would have gone into your library at. Yes. Just so nobody's stealing cards from anybody. You know? Yes. That, that random time where two players at the table have the same sleeve. Ooh. Ooh. Just be careful, kids. <laughs> uh, Helm of Possession. Hey, I like this one. This artifact for four, you can choose not to untap it. You pay two, tap, sacrifice a creature. There it is. Gain control of another creature. And you you keep it until you untap your helm. I like that. We don't see that card enough. I like it. Yeah. I really like that it's, card. It's a sacrifice thing and a steal thing. So it's like you're kind of on card parity. Now, these are old cards and people weren't probably thinking as much about doing broken-ass shit. The return, the creature is a like a trigger, right? So like you would untap this in your untap step, then the trigger would go on the stack to sacrifice the creature. Could you activate it again, sacrifice the creature that was gonna die and like you know what I mean? I don't know. It would depend on the errata. Like before they before the guy gets their creature back, can you sack it again to steal another one? If if it's I think that just look up the errata. I forget how that works. Well, looking at the actual errata text, like the modernized text of it, it's part of the ability that just says you gain control of it for as long as you control Helm of Possession and Helm of Possession remains tapped. So when it becomes untapped, one of those things isn't true anymore, so it just goes back. There's no trigger. Okay, that so, that's much fairer than what I was trying yes, to do. You, yeah, you can only respond to things that are triggered and then when a thing triggers, everybody gets a chance to do something. Right. There's no trigger there, so nobody would get a chance to do stuff. Fair enough. Yeah. Next up, we have Greater Good. Greater Good. Sack a creature, draw a card equal to the creature's power, then discard three. So if we draw like 10 and then discard three, it's like, who cares? It's pretty good. Yeah. Endless Sands. Hey, there's a land not in the land category. This is you pay two, exile a creature you control, and you could pay four, sacrifice X endless sands to get those creatures back one of my favorite foil arts oh it's just a big sun because it's just a foil blob on a card it's awesome yeah it just looks like somebody just spilled a giant blob of acetone and just ate away the paint over time yeah uh we had culling deus sacrifice a creature put a charge counter on culling what did you say deus or dias dias deus days days culling days dais there dais culling dais Okay, go. you pay one, sacrifice it, draw a card for each charge counter on it. So you just sack, 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 once per turn because you tap it. Yeah. Eh, then fine. draw. It's, it's okay. I like these next two, Conjurer's Closet and Bizarre Trader. Conjurer's Closet at the end of turn just bounces something and brings it back like Thassa Deep Dwelling. Oh. I almost said Deep something else. Yeah, but we got there. Yeah. Yep. And Bizarre Trader, I never remember what this card does. Just give it a read. Bizarre Trader is a Goblin 1-1 one, one for red 1. Tap, target player gains control of target artifact, creature, or land you control. And you just target yourself. Target player gains control of target artifact, creature, or land you control. So you steal something, and then you use Bizarre Trader to give yourself control of that something. Even though you, you already do that. Yeah, and then you don't have to... Then the threat and effect doesn't end at the end of turn, because oh, you control the thing now. Yeah, like Zealous Conscripts and Kiki Jiki. Where yeah. I already control the Kiki Jiki, but I'm targeting it to give it haste and untap it. Yes. Even though I already control it. Yeah. 
Ah. Yeah, it's 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 a sneaky trick. I like it. There we go. BZT. Just made that up. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do some of the uh some other stuff. We have the interaction section where he's got his removal. There's three cards starting with a Rex Sage. Yeah, the, you enters the battlefield, destroys an artifact or enchantment. Nardisets reversal. That bounce copies an instance or sorcery, then bounces it to its owner's hand. So you can copy one of your things or like counter their thing and we get it, right? Yeah. It's a cool card. I like it. Yep. And Hull Breach. Destroys an artifact or enchantment or both. But what? it's a sorcery. It's still good. Yeah, two mana. It's red, red, green. It's fine. Ramp package? Sure. Let's start with the Olvenwald Hydra. What the fuck? I thought that there was actual ramp cards. You know, I've got some notes on this. Just hear me out here. There's nine ramp cards, but a lot of them are like high up on the CMC train. I think that this deck wants to play the long game but it doesn't have a whole bunch of control elements in it. This this deck is kind of a little bit all over the place in that regard. Yeah. I'm not I'm not knocking it because I love the I love the idea of it, but I would just focus my ramp closer to the ground as most people are want to do in commander. Sure. Regardless. Ovenwald Hydra is a 6 drop star star hydra with reach, power and toughness equal to the lands you control. Okay. When it enters the battlefield, search your library for a land card, put it onto the battlefield tap, then shuffle. Does it find any land? Yep. Yeah, okay, that's cool. That's neat. I like that. That's like a fixed and kind of sort of fair primeval titan? Nah. Oh. Nah. Spring Bloom Druid. Enters the battlefield, sack a land, then you go and search for two basics and put them onto the battlefield tapped. That's Harrow on a body. I just play Harrow. Because Harrow puts them into play untapped. And is an instant. Yeah. Well, maybe, remember, because we want to play the long game with this deck till we can have a whole ton of yeah. mana to cast a bunch of pump spells. Spring Broom Druid might block. Might block, yeah. and then it's like either virtual life gain or virtual not die. Sure. Yeah. Uh, there's a Sol Ring, as yeah. we all know. We've got a Primal Growth. Oh, hey, look at this. This is a Plane Shift special. Okay. Sorcery for green two, kicker. Sacrifice a creature. Ah, so it serves two functions. There we go. I like that. Okay. Search your library for your basic land. Put it onto the battlefield. None. Not tapped, hey? Yeah. If you kicked it, search your library for up to two basic land cards. Up to two, so. Yeah. I like I like Primal Growth in this deck. I like Primal Growth in general. I especially like it in this deck. Yeah. Uh, i got a Felwar Stone. Yeah, it gives us mana. Farseek. It lets us find one of island and one of... Uh, mountain in this deck, right? Yep. Coiling Oracle. Enters the battlefield. We either, we reveal the top card. If it's a land, it goes onto the battlefield. If it's a non-land, we get it into our hand. So it's ramp or card draw and a blocker. Chromatic Lantern. That's a mana-fixing, mana-rocking artifact. Way better than Manalith, unless you're Dana Roach. Yeah. Why does he like, why does I don't he know like why, Manalith? I don't so know why he says so much. When you could play things like Chromatic Lantern, right? Yeah, Chromatic Lantern is okay. Yeah, it's, it's a fine card. It's fine. And the last one's Brass's Bounty. We played that last week. What the hell, man? How come people are playing this damn card? <laughs> this is a seven-drop sorcery, just to prove my point from a minute ago. <laughs> <laughs> for each land you control, we get a treasure token that we can sacrifice for mana. So essentially, that's a mana doubler for one turn at seven mana. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, I think, you know what, we use that to go from like 7 mana to 14 mana or 15 mana on the next turn. What's the one from, uh, I play it in Noran, it's, you get a ma you get a red for each tapped land your opponents control? Mana Geyser. Mana Geyser. I don't know, just, would Mana Geyser be, I guess it's not permanent mana and it only gives you red, but I mean, yeah. I think it's a more powerful effect that one it, time. It costs less and might give you less, but... It costs less and could give you a whole ton hell of a lot more. Hell yeah. All right. Uh, let's do the card draw section just real quick. We can basically clump these, hey? Yeah, I think so. We're playing Treasure Cruise, Thassa's Intervention, Ristic Study, Dig Through Time. They all either filter, dig, or draw. All of the above. Yeah. And the last section in the deck we and have... I, oh, baby, do I love this section. They call it Again Again... So we're going to take all of that stuff we've been talking about, drawing cards, threatening stuff, sacking stuff, and we're going to do it again. Again. There we go. We'll start with Thousand Year Storm. That lets us do it again a thousand <laughs> times. Yes. Essentially an enchantment for six. Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery, copy it for each instant and sorcery that was cast before it this turn. So it gives all of your stuff storm. 
Yes. So imagine this. We threaten. That's threaten. a sorcery. That's one. It's one. We threaten your dude. Your biggest creature. Got him. Cool. Then we berserk it. Yeah. It's going to double its power and then double its power because we copy berserk one time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So let's say we stole a 5-5. Five five. Okay. It's going to double to a 10-10 ten ten and then a 20-20. Twenty twenty. <laughs> part if we fatal frenzy it fatal frenzy is going to get copied two times (laughs) so it's going to double to what are we at 40 then 80 80, then 160 160. (laughs) (laughs) oh man then we can attack with it because threaten gives it haste so we would do this of course when you know fu smitty doesn't have a blocker take 160 okay (laughs) F.U. Evan sitting across the table is like, ooh, good thing I got all my blocks. And then I'm like, fling. (laughs) (laughs) And you fling F.U. Evan fucking twice. (laughs) And then you get F.U. Alex once. And then you get yourself because you have that many flings. (laughs) Oh, man, so awesome. I like that card lots. Uh, I also like repeated reverberation. Oh man. Oh man. This card does what I was just talking about by it by itself. By itself. <laughs> yeah, okay. Oh, so no. red red two. The next instance of sorcery you cast, you copy it twice. <laughs> <laughs> I should you know what we we do have to note on additional costs to cast. If we're copying, we're not casting, so we don't have to pay the additional cost. Right. So a fling would get copied. Yes. And we would get the deal's damage equal to its power, the sacrifice creature's power. You get the fling that's on the stack, which includes the number you got from sacking a dude. Correct. Like if you copy something that costs X, you copy X. Or or with greater good or momentous fall, we would get the life gain and yeah. we would get the, the card draw. Fuck yeah. Uh, regrowth. Just gets a thing back from the graveyard. Insidious will. Oh, blue, blue, two... Choose one. Counter a spell. Meh. Redirect a spell. Meh. Or copy target instant or sorcery. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Green Warden of your Asa. Yes, that is a six drop that lets us get two things back from the graveyard if it dies. Uh, this next card, I don't know why it's here because it's sideways and it looks ridiculous. This is Expansion Explosion. Expansion is Simic Simic for a copy a thing with uh, CMC four or less. And explosion is red, red, blue, blue, X deals X damage to any target, and we draw X cards. Uh, there's an eternal witness. Gets the thing back. Uh, there's a dual caster mage. We talk about him all the time. Oh, yeah. Flash, and you get to copy an instant or sorcery. Love that card. And bonus round. Bonus round. This one you have to be a little bit careful with. It's a sorcery. Red, red, one. Until end of turn, whenever a player casts an instant or sorcery, they double it. Yeah, that, that yeah. can come back to bite you in the ass. I have I have seen it. I've never personally been able to make somebody regret playing bonus round, but uh, I've, I, I've made, seen it happen. I've made people regret when I play bonus round, that's for <laughs> sure. Shout out to F.U. Aiden. Last thing to note with these copiers, remember that when you're copying a spell, that doesn't count as casting it, so it won't actually contribute to the air quotes storm count from Thousand Year Storm. Yes, very important. And that's the whole deck except for the land section. Uh, no duels, no shocks, nothing. Most of the stuff I think you can actually get out of Commander precons. Yes, I think, I think so. in, in the up in the in the write up on this deck that we were sent, th- I think that it was mentioned that mostly it was built off of precon mana. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm thinking of a different deck, but this one is let's call it a twenty dollar mana base for a three color deck. Your mana bases don't need to be expensive. Correct. We got Bounce Carews, we got Exotic Orchard, we got Evolving Wilds, we got Detection Tower, we got Command Tower. It's... What about a Rogue's Passage in this deck with your with your 160, 160? Oh, that'd be sick. Also, Arcane Lighthouse is important to note. It is a commander card, but it has one tap until end of turn creatures your opponents control lose. Hexproof and Shroud, and they can't get it back. That is important when you're trying to steal something that has hexproof. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. And of note, we don't play anything that gives hexproof or shroud to our stuff. Yes. We've got instant speed sacrifice to to get some benefit of somebody like off of somebody trying to kill our guy. Yeah. So. We. I mean, we could play a boots. I think might be a thing. Uh, I was actually thinking there's 
Remember those rings? Like there's the red ring. Oh that... yeah, from M13 or whatever. Yeah, I think didn't the blue one give shroud? Ah, uh, yeah. or I or think, something. I think one of them gave hexproof or shroud. Yeah, like maybe maybe the blue one. Yeah, I mean I guess that wouldn't really work with Yazova because like the deck is blue, but she isn't. Yeah, but I mean, I'm looking for ways to get her big. You could look at that green ring to make her bigger incrementally each turn, so you can steal bigger and bigger stuff and don't have to actually use spells on it. That yeah. could be, that could be a thing that we do. Yeah, that that could be a thing. Let's uh, just real quick here. Two hundred and fifty-eight dollar deck. Is that a budget deck these days? Yeah. <laughs> these days, yeah. Well, the, it's the, the mana base is certainly budget. My notes indicate that, and and looking at the price of the deck, it is spread across all of the custom categories. But there's nothing in any category that screams, "Cut me! I'm too expensive." It's like there's a lot of cards that cost five and eight dollars, or like, or two dollars. Yeah, that fast is sixteen, but I think that's because it's a standard card right now. And the Ristic Study. And yeah, and Ristic Study. Because but I bet you we're going to be seeing a reprint of that. Uh, in relative short order. Do you think it's going to be at common? <sighs> I bet you it'll be uncommon in Commander Legends. I'll bet you it'll be Mythic Rare, Full Art Extended, only available in collector packs. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> in the 100-card, $300 booster pack that you get. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's that's what we'll get. That's how they're going to draft it. You have to use the, com- the, the, the collector pack. I would love to do that. I'd love to do... It just it's just a hundred cards in a pile and you have to play them. You don't even look at them. You just rip it off. It's pre-shuffled. So, you like, put it on the table like, and fucking play. Like sealed deck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sealed commander. Except you don't look at it. You just open the pack. You draw put, seven. Yeah. And go. That used to be a way that they they had a product that would teach players to play and write on the wrapping and the box and everything your deck your opponent's deck and then when you take them out of the deck box there's a wrapping around it like the the plastic wrap around the actual cards that says do not shuffle. Do not shuffle this product. Draw seven cards. Follow the rule book. Yeah. Yeah, they it, had that. And it teaches you how to do interaction stuff. I remember that, actually. Yeah, that's cool. I, I don't know if that was an effective teaching tool, but we do have computers now that can teach us how to play Magic a la Arena. Yeah, those things actually worked pretty well because oh, yeah. uh, I used one, and it did help somebody learn how to play Magic. Cool. So it did work. That's it. Well, quick strengths and weaknesses. We'll move into the Spice Calculator. Feels very commandery. Yes, this is another. We keep coming back to it—that old school commander feel, where it's some kind of janky idea, and you just make a pile that just does all the shit you want this it is to like, do. And this then, is like the comfort food of the format. This deck. Yeah, this is the mac and cheese of of EDH. Yeah, this is like the fried chicken. Oh, I love fried chicken. Yeah, this is like I want to sit down and have a 160 power creature. <laughs> okay, check this out: 160 power creature, fried chicken, mac and cheese, and taking a huge massive shit while my wife leaves the house because she can't handle it. it sounds like me after eat Popeye's chicken. <laughs> Where's the 160 power creature come in? That's me when I'm when that's the oh. that's the strength of the chicken as it comes out of the back of me. <laughs> the chicken coming out of the back he was like over 9000. <laughs> well, okay. DBZCO reference. That, like there that. it is. Card advantage from Temple plays. Not to be undervalued when you cast a threaten your 3 mana get rid of your guy that you spent like six mana on eight mana on i'm tempoing you if i can do that enough times and i can because i have repeatable versions of threaten i'm gonna start to just drain your resources yeah especially if you've invested a bunch of time or other cards or something into a creature yep and then you just jack and sack don't google that nope there's a you're gonna take down games doing that kind of shit yeah very much so now, touched on it, not a whole ton of control to get you to the late game where you can multiple pump something, but you know what? I'm okay with that. I think sometimes if you just... I, I see it all the time when I play my Omnath deck. I've focused that deck so much on the late game where it has that apple power curve where the apple's upside down, oh, and yeah. it's got the stem at the bottom, and then it's just fucking massive on the top. That's what this deck does, too. It just aims to just... Nobody's going to... You'll take those... Oh, take two, take three. I want to draw a card or find a land or whatever. Yeah. And then turn six, you just roll a motherfucker, and there's nothing anybody can do about it. Yeah, that's right. You got their wallet, and they're laying on the front lawn with no shoes on, and you're like, yeah, that's how we do things here in Yazova Town, bitch. Yeah, that's a <laughs> rough neighborhood in the nation for yeah, sure. Yeah. 
I very much like that. I like that. Um, it's it, it for that reason. It's a very political deck. Like you have to politic hard. Oh yeah. In in Omnath, where it's like, why are you attacking me? Or you have to point and pick up other people's cards and point out, hey, that card's really good. Hey, or oh, man. like you have to do all of those little tricks that you pick up along the way to not get attacked. Yeah, look at this guy playing New Tefri. Look how strong that is. You're rolling in sideways, like half beat up. Your shirt's ripped, right? Like, <laughs> and then all of a sudden it's like. You pull out your rocket launcher and put it on your shoulder, and you're like, all right, I got seven mana time. Yeah, whoops. <laughs> <laughs> so I like that. I like that for sure. Now, eighth most popular commander in the team or color combination on EDHREC.com. That puts him right below Zerus, the Writhing Storm, the Snake Hug General of Chris Von Doom, and right above, believe it or not, Halden and Paco, newly formed CEDH deck, also yeah. played by FU Lenny. Does he do the CEDH version of it? I don't think it's CEDH, but it's very good. Halden and Paco is real. It's the real deal. How how do you think everybody at Wizards felt knowing that they were going to errata hound to dog if that ends up coming to pass and having to print Paco as a hound and then like a week later start previewing M or Corset 2021 cards and being like, oh yeah, they're all dogs now. I bet just somebody was just clawing their eyes out because of that. Yeah, probably. <laughs> and I mean, why didn't they just say dog then? You know? Yeah, um, was Mero, it to avoid the memes? Like, just... Mero did an article on it, like, like 10 years ago, saying, like, we made a choice early on in Magic to separate it from, like, the, the feel-goods in the real world, like Grizzly Bear to Runeclaw Bear. We wanted a separation between, like, here and there. And then they printed all those cats. Yeah, and right. bears and boars and, like, what the... Yeah, and I think I think just the culture around creature types and like the, you know the internet meme culture of good boy tribal and doggo and all that shit, right? <laughs> like it, it, that's a thing now, and they're they're catering to the audience that wants that. I think, and I'm I'm fine with it. I'm not complaining about it. I'm just observing that. Yeah, I would never complain about it. Plus, it's going to be a little more work for you. New altars every Thursday on our Facebook page. Okay, spice calculator. Now, I want to just preface all this by saying. I love the deck. It's my favorite color combination. We've never done this commandy before, and it feels very EDH-y. It sure does. It also has red and green, so technically it is my favorite color combination also. Oh, very good. <laughs> Always finding a positive. That's great. We punch it all into the spice calculator, and that is with a 3.67 average CMC. That's I like it. It's I I'm, like it. It's a little I'm bit totally higher than that. what is normal commander. Yeah, but it's perfect for fun commander. I agree. Yep. Punch it all in, one tutor, Eldritch Evolution, 44 spicy. That's pretty good. It's fine. You know what? We're, we're running into a lot of the same stuff being used as the stock list on edhrec.com, but you have to remember that the, the, like the Yazova page doesn't have 100 cards. It's got like 140 cards on it. Yeah. So while there is lots of different threatens, they all show up. Yeah. And this is one of those cards where it, it, it doesn't tell you how to play the deck, but it sort of gives you an idea of what you're probably going to do. You're going to look at it and think, ooh, I want to play Threatens. Here's a guy that basically just says Threaten on it, so I'll play it in my Threaten tribal deck. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that that is a, a good assessment. And typically when I sit down and I see something where I, I have an assumption of what it's going to be, I'm like, oh, I bet you it's just this. And then people just... They, they they try and justify it not being that, or or it is just that. And if you're playing this and it's that, you're playing Threatened Tribal. That's nothing to be like, oh, it's not. The <laughs> it's Threatened Tribal, man. Like, that's awesome. That's what I was going to say. It's like, if it is exactly what I think it is in this scenario, it's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. This isn't Urza, okay? It's Yazova Dragonclaw. Yeah. And that's great. You know what? I want to play Yazova Dragonclaw this deck versus my Bryon Stoutarm deck. Because that is also <laughs> very threatened tribal esque, which, like, nobody, just nobody would have any creatures. Well, you'd have a Bryon. No, you wouldn't have a Bryon Stoutarm because they'd steal it. <laughs> and, <laughs> and they wouldn't have it because I'd steal it back. <laughs> oh, man. So good. Uh, we'd just, we'd team up and we'd threaten the other two players' things. And Oh, you'd, you'd, form a gang and bully people i see how it is yeah yeah that's it <laughs> all right well was were the altars i just thought of this what this this deck could really benefit from a phyrexian or 
What's the other altar that I Ashnod's like? Ashnod's altar. Ashnod's altar. It could really benefit from one of those because it has a lot of mana-hungry spells and you could steal their guy and sack it to play your high-end spells. I think so. I think an Ashnod's altar would be really good just because it gives you more mana. It would slot right in here. Yeah, I think if you double and double and double somebody's power... Like even even if you've got like a ten power thing or whatever, you could sacrifice it to greater good and fill your hand up, and then you can start sacrificing other stuff to the Ashnod's altar so you can play all that stuff and then sacrifice it to greater good, right? Like yeah, the it, cycle you, continues. You kind of synergize that together. Yeah, the yeah, circle cool. of life. That's I just thought of that now. I don't know. I don't that's know. it. So last thing before we go, I like the deck. Also like the deck. I like the colors. Also like the colors. Don't forget everybody. CommanderCookout.com slash store. We've got coasters. We've got stickers. We've got uh, only a couple play mats left. Yeah, we just signed one. Somebody bought one. Thank you very much for, for supporting the show. Yep. Um, but yeah, if you're if you're into Commander Cookout merch, we got you covered. That's it. And of course, the the funds that go that come from the merch get rolled into the next pieces of merch that people ask. That's why we did the coasters. People were asking about it. So we did it, and they do help us fund the the prizes because we've been doing giveaways every week. Yes. So we're going to continue doing that for as long as we can uh, and as long as we have to, I guess. Yeah, as long as we goddamn have yeah, to. Yeah, the, the vibes will eventually become to a point where we can be bitter, miserable old chills again. But until then, we're going to try and keep it above board. Yeah, that sounds like a good final thought of the day. <laughs> it is. Thank you very much to face2facegames.com. They're Canada's biggest magic store for helping us keep the lights on for you all. Thank you all for being here. If you are taking part in any activities this week or weekend or any other time, please be safe and look out for our fellow man. It's what it's all about at the end of the day. Thank you very much for taking us along with you on your journey through life and inviting us into your ear holes or any other hole that you invite us into each and every week. Thank you again very much for being here. I am Brando, he is Ryan, and we will back be back with another deck on the next episode of Commander Cookout Podcast. Hit our theme song! <laughs>